men's gophers basketball this season might be a wash and when i say might be it is it's been a rough one but what you still need to see and look forward to to end this season what are three things to focus on with the basketball team moving forward to close 2023 that's what we're talking about today on locked on golden gophers you are locked on golden gophers what we're gonna do here we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. It turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast over on YouTube. Find it at Locked On Golden Gophers and find it wherever you get your podcasts at Locked On Golden Gophers. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening, following along. I appreciate the positive feedback that I've received from DMs, from comments on YouTube and more. So thank you so much. Tell your friends about the show so we can build this up for Gopher Nation. Now, the men's basketball team was supposed to play tonight uh, versus Michigan State, but unfortunately that game had to be postponed. And you know what? First off, thoughts and prayers with all of those affected by the tragic events that took place over at Michigan State. And our thoughts and our prayers were all with all of those, the family members, friends, those involved in those tragic events, definitely bigger than the game itself. So hopefully, you know, we can find a way to move forward and we can find a way to figure this thing out. But Before I go anywhere with the sports, before I go anywhere with the Gophers, I just want to send our thoughts that direction. Now, like I said, we are going to talk about the men's basketball team. We are going to talk about three things to focus on for the Minnesota Golden Gophers when it comes to the basketball program this year and what needs to be the focus, what needs to be the progress in which we need to see as a fan base, as a program with this men's basketball team, because the season let's admit it, folks, it's a, it's, it's gone. It's ruined. It's not successful. There is no chance that the Gophers are going to the NCAA tournament unless they won the big 10 tournament, I believe. But even then I'm not sure, but that isn't going to happen. If we're being honest with ourselves, if we're being fair with ourselves, this season is a lost cause, but It's not a full last cause because there are things to continue to move towards in order to give yourself the best setup for next season, 2023, 2024, which will be a major season for Coach Ben Johnson and his staff because you got to see some sort of progress. If you don't see some sort of dramatic progress next season, there might be a lot of questions asked and rightfully so. So I know I preach patience here at the show and I continue to preach that moving forward, but you do want to see the progress. So let's talk about those three things to focus. Now, the first thing that we are going to focus on is the freshman improvements of the year. So to start the year, I thought Jaden Henley wasn't ready for heavy minutes this year. Braden Carrington 
might have been expected to do a lot more than he should be as a freshman because of the lofty Mr. Basketball of Minnesota title, Mr. Minnesota Basketball. That title alone had fans like, oh, but we got Mr. Basketball of Minnesota. We got him. So he's going to he's going to go crazy. Like, let him develop. Let him progress. Now, Joshua Joseph. I thought maybe he wouldn't be ready to play in the Big Ten. He would maybe redshirt and adjust, need to adjust to the speed of the game. And then for El Payne, I was like, man, I think he's going to get heavy minutes. I think year one, he could impress. Like, I was all on board. Now, all of these thoughts were developed for me before a single open practice that was open to the media, before a scrimmage, before an exhibition, before any games were played. That was just for me grinding on some huddle tapes, watching the small sample sizes that I could of the high school ball for these guys, checking the box scores, checking the statistics, and getting a feel for these guys and their play styles. Those were the conclusions I came to heading into the year. Now, three out of the four of those had some truth to them, but they also had some wrong with them as well. So when you look at Joshua LeJoseph, he the one key area I was wrong here, plain and simple, was Joshua LeJoseph. You know, I knew in the initial insight from the jump, once I saw him in his first game, once I saw him in his practice, I was like, yep, I was wrong there. I'll take the L. That's that. The size was there and he was ready to play. The athletically, he was ready to play, but he needed to adjust to the speed of the game by far. And you know what? He has been, and that has been the most impressive thing. And honestly, in my opinion, he's been the most impressive of the freshmen so far and probably the most productive of the freshmen so far in this class, in my opinion. Now, defensively, this dude can hang. Josh Ola Joseph is physical, he's aggressive, he's built for Big Ten basketball, which I was pleasantly surprised once he got on campus just how fit he was for the ability to play now. And on top of that, he can hang with the bigs inside. He was literally schemed to play defense on Zach Eady against Purdue in with confidence at moments. And then on top of that, he can also play on guards. He can switch through any screens. And his presence as a scorer on the drive, in the post, or cutting to the rim have all been shown, have all flashed, and they have all been improving and becoming more consistent as the year goes on. So hopefully, Josh Joseph can continue to build that confidence, build that swagger in himself, but also hopefully in the offseason, he can become more comfortable as a three-point shooter. So teams don't just give him space and let him or force him into those type of shots. Now, I think the ability is there. We've seen it in spurts. We've seen it in flashes, but those improvements likely will need to take place in the off season. So what you want to see from him in this season is continuing to get more comfortable and be more confident in his basket creation, in his scoring attempts, because defensively he's there. So as things start to slow down, as things start to click, He's just going to become more and more dangerous. Now, moving to the next freshman, Pharrell Payne. Pharrell Payne's been a dude. Now, he's still adjusting to the physicality of the game and knowing how to play with controlled power. And that is the big thing here, playing with controlled power, because 
fouls have been an issue for Pharrell Payne, but it seems like he is learning what he can and cannot get away with in the Big Ten and how to harness playing with power in the post in the Big Ten and likely or hopefully not drawing those offensive fouls, not drawing silly defensive fouls trying to hold his own. He's starting to grasp what he can get away with and what he can't. And once he has that figured out, he will be a force in the interior and in the paint, both offensively and defensively. He shows that force on and off. But once he has that understanding, once he has the grasp fully of what he can do inside without having to worry about being called for silly fouls, he's going to be a tough force. He's going to be a task for defenses to handle. Now, defensively, his rim protection has been an asset for the team, and he's fairly good at finding and creating shot opportunities for his teammates, which is rare for a big. Now, he is able to generate those. You see assists in the box score from time to time from Pharrell Payne. They have him kind of help funnel the offense up at the top of the key sometimes. And so growth on the consistent interior scoring is what we are hoping to see more of to close out this season. That and less foul trouble. That's what we're looking for for Pharrell Payne. Now moving to the next freshman, Jaden Henley. Jaden Henley has the right mentality. Let me stress that. Dude is out there. Dude is a dog. Dude works. Dude wants to be that guy. And he won't take any crap from anyone, which is perfect. I love that drive. Now, he is ready always to try and find or create a bucket on his own. He has that mentality. He's ready to ISO if he needs to. He's ready to be called upon to be a scorer. And on top of that, his length has allowed him to be a lethal rebounding presence from the guard position and a pest on the defense, creating defensive touches and steal opportunities. Now, that being said, early in the season, he was definitely getting pushed around and off of his spots, off of out of the shots that he was trying to take, and he was avoiding contact. Now, he would also dribble too much and, you know, sometimes not play within the system. And I think that lowered his playing time and the opportunities that were there for him. But as the injuries have added up and as Jaden has gotten more and more familiar with the system and realizes that when he plays within the system, he gets more opportunities on the floor. He's been coming into his own and he's really been thriving with where the team needs him to be right now. So I think overall, Getting away from the stagnation and getting away from the poor shots late in the clock due to dribbling too much has played to his benefit and seen more opportunities for him on the floor. Now, he has taken strides in the department of all of that. Like I said, he has been growing there. So keeping the ball moving and using his length, he's been getting better with it all. And he has also been better about drawing contact. Now, hopefully we can see more of that moving forward, more of that confidence, more of that swagger to end the year and let him really thrive in his own. And then in the off season, he can focus on getting stronger so he can have a great sophomore leap into the 2023-24 season. The last freshman, like I said, this whole first segment, we want to talk about the freshmen and wanting to see more from them how they can continue to end the year on the right trajectory. And Braden Carrington is the last freshman there. So Braden Carrington, you know what? Like I said, Gophers fans have kind of came to in expecting a little too much from him. They're expecting immediate scoring, potentially playing as a point guard, and being a dead-eye shooter from the three-point line. Now, like I said, maybe 
Carrington can grow into that type of player and that type of role, but the program shouldn't rush him into it and rushing him into that and making him think he needs to force up shots or be that three point consistent shooter all the time when the team needs a three or they need a bucket to get back in it. That's not going to help his confidence in where he is at currently. Now, Carrington, first of all, needs to get healthy first, and hopefully that will be here in the near future. But once he is available, he should focus on on his current role and owning that role, being 100% comfortable with being in a specific role. And that role is being a defensive pest that can give the best players on the other teams trouble when it comes to trying to score in a one-on-one setting. And on top of that, getting into that three-point role, getting into a more natural flowing role with the three-point shot and being able to shoot in rhythm as opposed to just being expected to shoot threes when the team needs a three and just huck and chucking things up there. I think if he gets opportunities in the full flow of the offense in the full flow off of screens or coming around the corner or in motion i think that will help him strive more and it'll also help his confidence more now carrington stylistically as a player carrington reminds me a lot of former golfer gabe kalsher and i think he can play a similar similar role to what we saw kalsher do here and that is being kind of a three and D guy. And then as you continue to get the confidence, as you continue to get the momentum, as you can continue to get the flow and the vibe, that's when you start taking more of a scoring prowess. That's when you start taking on more of a role of being a go-to, but first own your role, grow in it, and then expand from there. So that's what we kind of are hoping to see to close out the year from these freshmen. But that's only point number one of the three things that we need to see from the basketball team moving forward. And we're going to talk about point number two coming up next, which is focusing on the defense and easy buckets. But it's not just as simple as I play it right there. And we're going to talk about it coming up next. First, a word from our friends over at FanDuel who bring you this show. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about the fantastic deal they have going on with the No Sweat First Bet over at FanDuel for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back to you if your first bet doesn't win. So if you win, good for you. You won, you got some money, you got exactly what you're looking for and if you don't win you still have a shot at the bonus bucks the bonus bets of up to one thousand dollars all you have to do is download the fan duel sportsbook app it's safe it's secure and it's super easy to use those are my three favorite things in the world so definitely check it out you can look at spreads you can look at money lines you can look at total score you name it plus they have player props with points rebounds assists for the nba because it is nba season and we're starting to get to the all-star break and what comes after that the playoffs so definitely head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on to take advantage of the no sweat first bet again that's fanduel.com slash locked on and you will get that no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets make every moment more with fanduel official sports betting partner of the nba
Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, on yesterday's show, we talked with the one and only Daniel House. We talked a lot about the Gophers offensive line and how they're going to fill the departures there. We talked about the new staff coming in for the football team. So if you missed it, be sure to check out yesterday's show. And Soon this week, we are also going to be doing another hockey talk show with our guy Alex Micheletti. So be sure to stay tuned. Hit subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss a single episode. And if you really want to be notified, hit the bell so that way you know every time a new episode drops. Now, back to basketball because that's what we're focused on today. Point number one was the freshmen and what they need to continue to improve on to end the year. But point number two is focusing on defense and easy buckets. Now, one thing that has been omnipresent with the Gophers is defensively, they can hang in there with the good teams in the Big Ten. They can hang in there with the great teams in the Big Ten, especially in spurts, but they tire out, they get gassed, or they lose confidence. And when things aren't equating on the other end of the floor on the offenses, especially when you start to see that kind of start to dwindle, the diminish, the confidence lowers, and then the scrappiness lowers, and then the gameplay just changes. So some of this is because the Gophers are playing undermanned, but we can't use that as an excuse all the time. So yes, you might not have many subs. Yes, you might be undermanned, but you have to be able to play through the frustration. Now, the Gophers have found ways to frustrate Players like Zach Eady at times in the doubles in the post and being able to get scrappy and force turnovers or force jump balls. They've also been able to frustrate IU the entire game with a zone defense that gave them tons of troubles, even though they only had seven players playing on the floor. They've also found ways to limit Chris Murray for a large majority of the game versus Iowa before he had a large spurt of scoring. On top of that, they were able to bang down there with Hunter Dickinson and Michigan in their game as well. So they found ways to play really well, but when the Gophers lose it out, when they start to fall apart in those games is when the shot isn't falling because when the shot is falling, Minnesota is consistently in the fight with these teams, with any team in the big 10, they're in the fight with them when their shot is falling and they play the defense to the caliber that they can, the length, that the length they have gives that many problems across the conference. The physicality, the aggression, the t- body types are there. It's just they got to find ways to hold on to that swagger, the confidence, even when the shots aren't falling. So the second a cold streak has come into play with Minnesota, which happens pretty much every game, there's a little cold streak that really throws them off, hence why we're in a long losing streak right now. But whenever that cold streak comes through is where Minnesota loses the opportunity and often falls out of the game or falls behind to something that is usually insurmountable for the Gophers. So the Gophers need to, and this is where it comes to coaching a little bit too, is the Gophers need to find ways to get easy buckets to end the cold streaks. Now, yeah, of course, Caden, like, yeah, they do need to. No, you need to find ways to get layups. You need to find ways to get bunnies, shots that are 80% makes, 90% makes for your guys to break a four, four, five basket missing streak and prevent it from becoming a seven to 10 consistent baskets where everybody's hanging their heads, everybody's losing the energy, losing the faith. And like, why? Why isn't it working? Because you have to find a way to scheme something simple, scheme something easy. 
whether it's through some complex system or whether it's isolation and letting Jameson Battle or Dawson Garcia when he's healthy create on their own. You saw that a lot with Dawson Garcia when he was in there. And that's why he led the team in scoring is because when the buckets started to not drop, they would typically try to create an opportunity for Dawson Garcia to get inside in the post and hit a little hook, hit a little off the glass, hit him with the pump and then go up for the layup. Dawson Garcia and missing him has been a very big impact for the Gophers, but it shouldn't make the streaks happen. The cold streaks happen like they have so frequently for the Gophers. Even when Dawson was playing, there were still lots of cold streaks that happened for this Gophers team. So this is where the coaches have to find a way to get something easy. Have to. That's why you're hired for the job. So as much as I like Ben Johnson, I like what he's doing with the program recruiting-wise, rapport-wise within the team. He's got guys bought in. He's got even listening to him in the FS1 all-access game. You can see that the players themselves are still trying to grasp everything he's asking them to do. And when they do it, they look good. So that is the positive sign of it all. But he does need to take a step in finding ways to create an easy basket when the cold streaks come up when they present themselves because the gophers have they they can't have times where they're missing nine plus straight shots or where they go seven to ten minutes straight without a made basket this is where the coaching has to get creative and create a scheme to get two to three quick buckets easy buckets to build the momentum and the confidence back up again doing that will allow minnesota to stay in games longer maintain the confidence maintain the sense of pride and swagger and know that i'm that guy and i can hit this no matter if you're in front of me with a hand down or a hand up in my face it doesn't matter i'm hitting this there's moments where we see jameson battle doing that and it's like oh there's the old jameson battle there's the dude we know and love So finding ways to get players into their sweet spots with easy baskets that are almost guaranteed makes will go so far for this team. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They keep, if they keep up the defensive pressure, if they keep up the aggression and then they find ways to get out of these cold streaks, they remind me a lot of a Virginia type, a Virginia Cavaliers led team. Now, the only way that Minnesota can really buy into that identity and force low scoring games, play physical defense, be a problem on the defensive end, and then play in low scoring offensive games, but find ways to get easy baskets. That is the number one thing of how they can find any sort of similar success as we see from a Tony Bennett led squad. So Amy, scheming up those easy baskets is nowhere near the caliber of a Virginia, but that's what needs to be taken as steps for this Gophers team to keep them in the games fully through the end and give them the opportunity to take more wins than we've gotten in this season. So defense, defense, you know, defensive basketball, watching it as a fan, it can be boring, but it can be fun as well. But It has to come with winning. And to get the winning, you have to get the buy-in from fans and players alike as far as owning, yeah, we're a defensive basketball team. Yeah, we're a team that I don't care if we only put up 50 points in a game, but if we're coming out with a 53 to 49 victory, that's the type of ball we play. Scrappy, hard, dog you out all game up and down the floor, hard-nosed defense, forcing turnovers, creating problems, slowing the pace on offense. That is what it seems like Coach Ben Johnson wants to build this team as. 
but we have to find ways to scheme easy buckets to play that way throughout the entire game. So that's number two, focusing on defense and easy buckets. Now we're wrapping this thing up with the most important thing that needs to happen for the Gophers coming up next. All right, here it is. We're to the final point. We've talked about the freshmen and what we need to see from them and their continued growth moving forward. We've talked about the defense and the easy buckets and keeping that momentum together to help the Gophers stay in the fight and really play their style of ball and not get stuck in other teams' style of basketball. But the final thing the Gophers, and we need to see it before the year ends, is they need to get another win. They need to get a couple more wins, hopefully, but they need to at least get one more win because you can't end on a 15-game losing streak and expect people to feel good about themselves, to feel confident heading into the next year. So they have to find a way, somehow, some way, to pull out another victory for the Gophers team. Now, on top of that, hopefully you get a couple of them. You've got another game versus Illinois coming up. You've got Penn State, you've got Maryland, you've got Nebraska, you've got Rutgers, you've got Wisconsin. And then if they reschedule the Michigan State game, which is being attempted, that's seven more opportunities. Hopefully you can walk out with two to three wins, two to three wins there. Now, hopefully maybe you walk out with two wins and then you try to take one game in the Big Ten tournament, finish the year with 10 wins. And that sounds sad. I know it's not something I like to admit. But that is what you need to strive for right now. So what are the games that can be had? This Gophers team can take down a Penn State team. They can, especially it's at home. The opportunity will be there. You've got Illinois. You've shown you can hang with Illinois for a half, and then you got kind of dusted in the next half. But it was because there was a lack of effort. The confidence dropped. There was just the buy-in was gone for some reason in that second half. So if you can show that you can fight and you can scrap for the whole game, you can give Illinois a run. You can give them some problems. Maryland, I don't know where to be at with that one. Maryland just absolutely dismantled the Gophers when they played them. So we'll see what happens there. But Nebraska and Wisconsin, both of those games are winnable games. They are absolutely games that you should be trying to walk away with a victory. Now, of course, you're trying to walk away with a victory for all of them. But those two should be circled on the calendar, ready to go. These are wins. We will not leave the arena without a W on that scoreboard when it comes to the end of those two games. So Nebraska and Wisconsin are the ones I've got circled. You gotta gotta find a way, gotta make it happen. One of them at home versus Wisconsin, the other on the road versus Nebraska in Lincoln. And then if you can find a way, maybe steal the Penn State game or something, get that 10 wins and head into the Big Ten tournament and try to really put those other emphases, those other focuses we've discussed earlier in the podcast all together. That is how you can at least end this season on a somewhat positive note and move into 2023-2024 with majority of your roster coming back, majority of the heavy minutes players coming back, players ready to head into the offseason knowing what they need to do to grow their opportunity in their game, getting stronger, getting more physical, seeing what it takes to play Big Ten basketball, and then a top 40 recruiting class also coming in that you don't have to rush into minutes next year. The Gophers should be in a good spot next year. They can push. They can give more teams more problems. Maybe they can edge their way, claw their way to an NCAA tournament. But at the very least, you want to see them in the NIT. 
You got to see progress. Otherwise, questions will be asked. So those are the three things to focus on to end the year. As a Gopher fan, watch for those three things. Keep them in mind. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know which freshman you think is ready to continue to take that next step down in the comments on YouTube. But I appreciate you listening. We got hockey talk later this week. We've got some Big Ten talk later this week. So definitely be sure to subscribe. This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat, Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.